What's going on, family members? Welcome back. Another edition of the one, the only football and show podcast. And over this past weekend, it was it was a big deal. College football playoffs semifinals. Both games were on. One game was good. The other was straight garbage. The other one was so bad. It was such a boring and uninteresting game that I believe this is the death of the Big 12 in the college football playoff. And here's why. Four times Oklahoma has been in the college football playoff, and they've got routed three of them. They got blown out, embarrassed in three of them. The close one was a double overtime loss to Georgia when Baker Mayfield was a quarterback. That's been their only close game. The problem with the Big 12, and the reason that I believe that they are done in the football playoff, is because there is no defense. There's no defense in the Big 12. None of the teams play defense. Everybody's throwing for 800 yards a game. Everybody's scoring 50, 60 points a game. When, you have, when you're when you in a conference of no defense, obviously the games are going to be good because they're going to be high scoring because both teams can score. Neither team can stop them. But when you have a team like Oklahoma who has a great offense but a terrible defense and you put them up against a team who has a great offense and a great defense that can stop them, that's what happens. They get embarrassed. They get 68 put up on them when the starting quarterback doesn't even play in the fourth quarter. This is going to make the committee think twice before ever putting in another Big 12 team. Because we know at the end of the day, their job is to make the most money for the college football playoff and for ESPN and for everybody involved that makes money off of this. That is their number one job. They mask it as saying they, they want to put the best teams on the field. No, they don't. And it's going to hurt everybody involved as far as fans because they're not going to put a Big 12 team anymore because for the third time in four years, they've gotten routed, gotten destroyed. And this opens up the door for them to put in another SEC team, which is essentially what they try to do every single year. They try their best. They try their damnedest to get two, at the very least, two SEC teams in the playoff. If they could do all four SEC, trust me, they would. But their goal is to always get at least two. Why? Because they're supposedly the best conference in college football. Many people will disagree. I myself don't agree with that. I believe the Big Ten is the best conference top to bottom. The SEC is just really top heavy. Because even if you're not a fan of the SEC, you could admit that either Georgia or Alabama or even Auburn had been in that four spot. It would have been a much better game. The outcome might not have changed. LSU probably still would have won. I believe they would have. But the game would have been much better and much closer. I believe that's a big reason that the Pac-12 doesn't really get much love other than them being out on the West Coast and their games start at like midnight on the East Coast. When Washington was in, they got embarrassed. When Michigan State was in, they got embarrassed. Teams who don't play defense will not survive. They will not get into the college football playoff, plain and simple, which means the Big 12, unless the coaches, unless they recruit differently and actually recruit solid defensive players nobody in that conference will ever have a legitimate defense that can go up against a top team in the sec or a top team in the big 10 i think best case scenario for the big 12 to get into the playoff again in the future honestly is going to be playoff expansion whether it goes to six teams eight teams 16 teams nobody really knows right now there's a lot of speculation there's a lot of theories there's a lot of well if i was in the committee this is what i do honestly nobody knows right now there needs to be an expansion. I will say that. Maybe Alabama doesn't play the Alabama School for the Blind in week three. Maybe take games like that off and, 
and you know a couple more weeks of, of football of the playoffs and everybody wins more money for the networks for more money for college football more money for the universities and us fans get more football that is realistically in my head the only way that i can see a big 12 team getting back into the college football playoff but enough about that we got to give credit where credit is due joe burrow played lights out he played about as perfect of a game as you could possibly play eight touchdowns total not even playing in the fourth quarter. He was just in perfect sync with his with his wideouts. And I hope that he plays like that again in the national championship game. He's just that good. I, I'm excited for him. I, I like watching him. I'm excited for the Bengals. My wife is a Bengals fan. Drafting him number one overall is going to be good for them, I hope. I hope they keep Andy Dalton just as, you know, like a buffer. Give Joe Burrow a couple years to... Learn the offense a little bit. Learn the speed of the game. Get used to it. Don't just throw him into the fire right away. But definitely excited for that. Because if you look at his numbers in this last game against Oklahoma, not given, I know we just talked about it, Oklahoma doesn't have a defense. But still, the numbers he put in, he went 29 of 39 for 493 yards. Dude threw for nearly 500 yards and 7 touchdowns. 227 of those yards went to Jordan Jefferson, and four of those touchdowns went to him as well. So just the connection he had with his receivers was outstanding. It was damn near perfect. That defense showed up, did what it was supposed to do, which a lot of people expected them to do. Yeah, it was a boring game to watch, but if you're a fan of the LSU Tigers or if you're a fan of the Cincinnati Bengals, that was a great game to watch because you see what you have now. If you're a Tigers fan, you see the future, and the future is looking bright right now in Cincinnati. Now, moving on to the other game that night, that was actually, that was the marquee game of the semifinals. A lot of people were saying that was essentially a pre-national championship game, which, yes, it was. Those were clearly the two teams that were matched up a lot closer, a lot similar to each other than, obviously, LSU and Oklahoma, and the score, the final score showed. Clemson took it 29-23, to six-point win, keeping Trevor Lawrence perfect for his college career. Last time he lost was in high school. Trevor Lawrence threw for 259, two touchdowns. The game didn't look like it was going to be close in the first half. Ohio State came out guns blazing, took an early 16-0 lead. Justin Fields was playing great in the first half. J.K. Dobbins broke for a couple big runs, as he normally does in in any game. J.K. Dobbins is a beast. I want to be like him when I grow up. All in all, Ohio State played great for the first 30 minutes of the game. Second half, Trevor Lawrence woke up. He he broke off a huge 63-yard run for a touchdown, juking a couple OSU players. Chase Young really wasn't even a factor in the game, which surprised me. It surprised me a lot. I knew they were going to focus on him and and try their best to keep, keep him away from Trevor Lawrence. He only had one tackle, one assisted tackle, no sacks, no INCs, which isn't his forte, but just something to note. He, he didn't have any sacks. He was very much a non-factor in the game, which to me as a Redskins fan worries me a little bit um, because we are expected to take him with a second pick overall. So that was something that caught my attention. But for the most part, Ryan Day got outcoached, especially in the second half, the last half of the second quarter. So basically I would say the last 35, 40 minutes of the game, Ryan Day got outcoached. Now there was... A fumble that was returned for a touchdown by Ohio State that eventually 
got called back as just an incomplete pass. It's hard to say which way the game would have gone had that stood. At that point, Clemson had all the momentum. And Ohio State being able to pull that off, being able to stop them, being able to get, regain that momentum, I think would have been a huge factor. And I think Ohio State would have won the game. But at the end of the day, they didn't. Justin Fields had a chance to go down and win the game. Miscommunication between him and his receiver. He thought his receiver was running a post. He receiver thought he was running a corner. Ended up throwing a pick. Sealed the game for Clemson. Final score, 23-29. Clemson moves on to face LSU, which I think is going to be... It's not going to be as close as this game, but it's going to be a lot closer than the LSU-Oklahoma game. LSU, I believe, is going to win. Give Trevor Lawrence his first loss as a college quarterback, which isn't bad. I mean, he was a true freshman last year, won it. This year's going to lose it. I see him winning it next year. I think next year is going to be Clemson-Ohio State National Championship game, which is going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. Maybe maybe Justin Fields can, can pull that one out. I hope so. I like Justin Fields. I like him a lot, but that remains to be seen. That's That's for another discussion next year. That's it. That's all I got for you guys today. This one's a little bit shorter. Again, I hope y'all are enjoying them. Please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Podbeans. Follow my Twitter, FNC Pod, Instagram, and Facebook page are both football and show podcasts. Please let me know what you guys think. Let me know what you guys want me to talk about. If there's any topic that you guys are interested in, that you guys want my take, that you guys want to discuss, hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Doesn't matter. Hit me up. I'll hit you back. Give me a follow. Thanks again for listening, guys. I'll see you next time. I'm out.